Hello, welcome to another episode and welcome to Midway Through the Year, officially June 2022. What the heck? By the time this episode is aired, I should be today, in fact, hopefully, hopefully getting ready to start my cycle trip across Europe. So I should be in Amsterdam right now, which is just bloody crazy to me. I was looking at my calendar just before and in three weeks time, my baby turns two and that is my business. My business turns two. And when I started my business, I remember writing in my dream life design diary, like this was before I'd even created Level Up, but I was like, you know, using the same process that I use for myself. So I was creating my dream life, dream business. And I was like, I'm going to have this business where I can work from anywhere and I want to ride my bike across Europe and still podcast and still have Level Up running. And like, I just wanted that freedom. And it's so crazy that in less than two years, it's all happened. And I'm just like, so grateful for all of the magic of the universe and the subconscious mind and and all of the goodness. So I'm so excited to take you guys because so many of you, I think are mostly intrigued to watch the mishaps of my bike journey because you all know that I'm a clumsy klutz. So it's going to be very entertaining for you. I can't wait to take you along on the journey. But for today, I want to, and it's so divine, the timing of it all, that Today, I am introducing to you Jen Casey. And Jen Casey was actually somebody who was such a big part of my journey and such a big influence on my life. I stumbled across Jen when I was still working full time and I was starting to feel the niggle to do something else. I was starting to dream and I was starting to look for evidence and expanders who could show me what was possible. And when I found Jen, which was years ago, I just instantly connected with her and she really did become somebody that I looked to. And we had very similar interests, which you'll probably tell in this podcast. Jen is huge on brain-based psychology and using that strategy inside of business. She's very big on her spiritual practices, her spirituality, and she uses the laws of the subconscious mind, the laws of the universe to expand her life and her clients. And she's done so in such an inspirational way, building her business to a seven-figure, very, very successful, thriving company since she started. And she helps now thousands of coaches, course creators, and service-based entrepreneurs to tap into the things that really feed their soul. And Jen does this through her own podcast, The CEO Psyche which is really fantastic. She does this through coaching. She does this through courses. She does this through breath work. She does this through energy healing. She does this through speaking. She does this through teaching. And she is a breath of fresh air in this space. And I can't wait for you to listen to Jen Casey, who has just been a massive inspiration in my life. We do talk about the trials and tribulations of business, of what it feels like when you graduate from a degree like Jen did, finished with a psychology degree and then went, no, this isn't for me. And then did acting and has done so many things and has pivoted and allowed herself to shift and moved and allowed her business to grow and evolve with her. And so we talk about those journeys. We talk about what fears and what blocks came up for her. We talk about what it feels like when you don't trust your intuition and you wind up in this position where you just don't know who you are or what you're meant to be doing. And we talk about how to trust the niggle and how to keep going, even though sometimes people around you won't understand and they won't get your vision. We talk about so many amazing things. I just adore this chick. And so I know, I hope you guys do too. I know you will because she's just such a legend and I need to have her on again to go deep into the woo because she is down for it. And I might even just hop across, hop across to America and go sit and have cacao with her because she's 
just a vibe. So let us know your aha moments, your biggest takeaways. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Tag us, share it, get into our DMs, all of the good things. We really would love to hear from you. And so with great pleasure and an absolute privilege, I introduce to you one of my expanders and the beautiful soul, Jen Casey. Oh, guys, I'm joined by somebody who I was just explaining to off off air. I was just saying how this beautiful guest, Jen Casey, without her even knowing it, on the other side of the planet years ago, was one of my expanders when I was working full time and, and looking for something different and starting to feel my niggle of there's something else, there's something more for me. And Jen Casey was somebody who showed me what was possible. And so I'm so excited to have you here, Jen. Thank you so much. I feel so honored and so excited. I feel so honored. It's (laughs) like we were saying before we hit record, you know, when you're learning from somebody or inspired by somebody, you don't necessarily always reach out and tell them. And Mm. so just getting to hear from you, that was life affirming, (laughs) just, you know, very validating. And it feels really beautiful to be seen and to know that you've played some role in somebody else's story of expansion and something that you said resonated. So I appreciate you sharing that with me because that just lights my soul on fire. Oh, it's honest. It's that reminder, isn't it? That like sometimes we don't even realize the impact we can have on people. And it might be just from sharing your story or smiling at somebody. And we're so powerful. I think we kind of can forget that sometimes. And I definitely had my own moment this morning where I was like, man, I really should have reached out years ago to Jen and been like, thank you. Thank you. I'm really inspired by your story, but here we are. So let's, for anybody out there who hasn't seen your magic and the, I feel like you've lived a thousand lives. Like I really (laughs) feel like you've gone through so many transitions and life cycles in a short amount of time. So for anybody who hasn't witnessed that uh, from the sidelines as I have, can you just sort of give a background and who you are, what you do and how you sort of got there? Yeah. So it's funny that you say I've had a lot of life cycles. I do kind of feel like the Madonna of reinvention, but I recently (laughs) learned that on, if you guys are into human design, that I am a projector and part of my human design is that I'm a three, five, whatever that means, but I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be trial and erroring. Like that is a part. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. I should have probably not pumped the brakes on all that trial and error because that is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, I'm Jen Casey and I work with online coaches, service providers, and course creators who want to build and sell online courses and programs all the way from the build and the marketing to the actual coaching and facilitation. And then I also do energy healing and clearing and breath work and all of this fun sort of spiritual stuff that has really helped me embody and expand and grow as a business owner and as a human that I just love and I'm so excited by. Oh my goodness. You know what? I'm so intrigued. I thought I would have guessed that you were a manifesting generator just because it almost feels like, and as honestly, trying to prepare any sort of questions for this interview, I was like, Whoa, you've, there's spirituality, there's business, there's like so many little parts. I, I just assumed you were a Manny Jen, so that's <laughs> so interesting. Um, but your your journey to where you are now, it, it doesn't seem like it's been linear by any means. Mm-hmm. And so could you take us back to like where you were before you even got into entrepreneurship, before you got into business, where were you? And what was the things coming up for you as you... Tr- decided to make your first big leap? Yeah. So I kind of 
was an accidental entrepreneur. I had just graduated with a degree in psychology, simultaneously decided I wasn't going to at that time pursue a PhD path in that world and had a channeled message come through one day that said, feed your soul wasn't spiritual at the time, but I said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to audition for the acting conservatory training that I really want to be a part of. And because of the way that that year long conservatory training worked and my vision of being an actor, it didn't quite work out with my restaurant job with Mm -hmm. the timing. So I was like, I know. I will start an online business in this network marketing company. And at that time, it wasn't like network marketing was today. It was with Beachbody. You guys might be familiar with it. And I I think it was maybe like a year into them having a network marketing thing. So this was not on the internet. Nobody used Facebook. Like there was no Instagram. It was like Twitter. And you would maybe just post about your day on Facebook, almost like a dear diary. (laughs) And it was before DMS. So if you wanted to talk to somebody, you would just post on their story or on their feed, uh, their homepage. I don't even know. It was a different, (laughs) different world. And so here I come. What's that? We sound so old right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is like over 10 years ago. And like, yeah, the online marketing space was just in its infancy. Like maybe some people were doing email marketing. Some people maybe were figuring out how to custom code landing pages and, you know, building it out with HTML, but there was no plug and play. There was no templates. It was the wild, wild west of like (laughs) nothing. So I roll up and I decide that I'm going to be a business owner. And I had recommended some products to a bunch of friends and they seemed excited about it. And so I had this hilarious idea that I was going to just make bajillions of dollars just by posting a link on Facebook to no audience at a time (laughs) where Facebook was not what it was today. And to my disappointment, it was absolute crickets. Nobody was interested. I did not know how to sell. I did not know how to talk about my product. I was using copy and pasted things that the company had provided. And so then I had this grand plan that I was going to hang flyers around my college campus because we were just sort of like in June times so we were kind of coming out of the year. And I went and I made them on Microsoft Word. I pulled some clip art. (laughs) They were the most (laughs) trash looking things ever. I sat there for hours. And you know how when you have the like pull a tab, I don't know if you guys, you know, where it's like got your, your name, your email and your phone number. So I sat there and meticulously cut all these little (laughs) tiny, all this little beautiful fringe at the bottom of every single poster, spent two hours hanging them. And I'm just kind of marching around feeling like a boss and I wanted to go check on my work. So this was on a Saturday that I hung them. On Monday, I wanted to go check on my posters and just see how many people had pulled a tab. And to my utter horror, all of them were gone because I was in some violation of the school poster board thing that you need to get approval. And I was completely heartbroken. And this is my first like big entrepreneurial flop. And I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. And little did I know at the time that that was the first of many failed attempts <laughs> of selling. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. And it's, I find it so fascinating that you sort of like 
in that beginning phase, it was like, was there confusion for you with like, oh, it's psychology? No, it's art, art, it's arts and it's acting. Or actually, it's an online business. Like, did you find it really hard to? Was there ever a moment for you of like, what the heck am I here to do? What what is this? What is my purpose? Oh, I still feel that. <laughs> I'm still like, that has not gone away. I mean, I, I do feel some clarity, but there's still those moments where I'm like, do I just burn everything to the ground? Like, where, where are we going with this? What is the purpose? I have, you know, my moments of uh, where I just start asking these really big picture questions and then they get so big where you're like, okay, yeah. hold on. Let's bring, bring it back to earth for a moment. No, but yeah, I, you know, over the years, especially in the beginning, there was it was a big transition for me going from school where everything was a laid out plan. You do mm. this many credits, you have this homework, you get this degree, punch it in like a math equation. And then all of a sudden now I'm trying to navigate a, a new world of online business with nobody really knowing what they're doing. And that was incredibly frustrating at the time. And I didn't really quite know what the big vision was. I didn't know how it really fit in. But in the early like first two, three years, my intention was just to have side revenue for pursuing an acting career. Like mm. so many of my friends were performers, friends who had been on Broadway one minute working in a restaurant the next minute. And I just saw a very different vision for my life. I just knew in my soul that I was not going to be one of those people that had inconsistencies, that that was just like that lack of certainty and safety just did not work for me. So I said, well, what about all the times where I'm going to these auditions at six in the morning and I'm not getting to go in the audition room till like one or 2 PM, sometimes six, you're just literally sitting there for hours. So I said, okay, well, what if I bring a laptop and build a business while I'm sitting there? And so that was really what sparked the original vision of flexibility and freedom. And my partner, uh, 15 years, he's also an actor. So it's like, okay, well, if he books work, then I can like go and travel with him. And, you know, if he's across the country, we can still be together and I can still work for my computer. So I just really saw the early days of the interwebs with just bright eyes. And I was like, there's so much opportunity here that, oh my God, my friends, family, parents, colleagues were like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like you are smoking some weird shit because this is <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they were so worried. They were so concerned. They thought I had absolutely lost my mind and had no context or understanding, but they weren't sitting there and learning what I was learning. They weren't going through the trainings. So they weren't seeing the success stories. So of course mm. they had no belief in it. To them, it just made absolutely no sense and was so far from the traditional path that they could not even fathom that being a possibility. Oh, I feel that. I feel that so much. And I think there's probably a lot of people who are listening who are on that similar sort of path perhaps or journey where they're like, I'm trying to get out of this conditioned way of living. But all of the projections from everybody around me is like, what are you doing? Like, I remember yeah. for me, it was like, what are you doing? We're in the middle of a pandemic. You have an amazing job. You've got this degree. What are you doing? You're throwing it all away. Like fear, fear, fear. So mm -hmm. What is your sort of, what would you say to those people who are sitting in that place where you were, where everybody around is going, what are you doing? This is crazy. And their fears are coming, like projecting in so hard. 
how do you move through that and what was the sort of journey for you in that in that situation I love how you just said that because they were projecting it and mm. it was recognizing that it was a projection and early on I don't know where I heard this or if this just came to me but I integrated that the best piece of advice for those early days was stop taking advice from people who are unhappy, unhealthy, unsuccessful, and most importantly, have not ever dabbled in the thing that they're telling you not to do. And I learned that earlier from when I was an actor, when, when I worked in the restaurant business and bartended, people would say, Oh, what do you do? Anytime I would say, Oh, I'm, you know, musical theater performer. They go, Oh, have you ever auditioned for American Idol? Have you ever thought about being on Broadway? I was like, I am never. So I literally stopped telling people that I was a performer because it was just so annoying to have that conversation over and over again with people who just, or the the best was, oh, you know, that's really hard. Oh, thank you so much. (sighs) Great. Helpful. Like that's so helpful. So it was, you know, I, I understood that from that perspective. And then when I got into entrepreneurship, I you know, understood that I I was not going to listen to those people who didn't understand it. But of course it was really freaking hard to not have support. I mean, my dad in particular, especially in the early days, I I was living at home and he would constantly be making passive or aggressive comments. And I'd be like trying to do sales calls and he'd come home be like, well, it's my house. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, you're literally the worst right now. (laughs) And like such a grumpy old man. And would make comments like, oh, have you been outside today? Have you looked at the sky? Oh, why don't you go and network and get out from behind your computer? Mm-hmm. And funny enough, actually in 2020, he called me out of the blue. So this is now like years later, calls me out of the blue. And I'm like, hey, what's up, dad? And he's like, well, I'm just sitting outside by the campfire. And I was just thinking about you and your brother. And just go like, he is not one for verbal affirmations and just goes on this like 20 minute rant about like, you know, and I was thinking about this and all the things you've created. And like, at that time, I just didn't understand what you were building. And like, it's so amazing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh. I wish I recorded that so that I could put it on the podcast so that other <laughs> people could like, just get to hear that and like get that healing because he, I got that from him when I no longer needed it. Hmm. When I'm like, okay, that's just like the cherry on top. That's just bonus. Like, I don't need your confirmation. Like I'm good with what I do. Like, I know it's the shit. It was like actually really fun. I remember I was making like maybe like 25 K months and I like pulled it up and I was like, Hey dad, why don't you take a look at my Kajabi account? And he was like, Oh, wow. That's, that's an incredible amount of money. And I was like, Mm, yeah. all those sales calls <laughs> like, it's so oh. interesting yeah. I love that you, I just got goosebumps the whole time you were talking because I know oh. that there's so many people who would be in a similar position because we all just want the validation of our parents but our parents weren't in this generation of Instagram and Kajabi what even is Kajabi you know like <laughs> I think my parents still struggle like when people say what's Brianna doing now it's like ah ah <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because there's no pretty title. There's no pretty title. And I guess it might be very similar with what you do. Like it's hard to explain to some people, but we don't need them to understand really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, that would probably be like a hilarious reel of just like walking up to your parents. Can you explain what I do? (laughs) Yeah. Imagine how many people, oh, I don't know, (laughs) something on the internet, you uh, make people happy. Who knows? But it's so good that you've had that, you know, it's it's come full circle for you. And I know a huge part of your journey, which I I, like 
it's my belief that like spirituality and business, they do go hand in, or it seems to be that you end up in the personal development world when you start a business because you can't help Mm -hmm. but deal, you have to deal with your stuff that comes up, you know, fear of what your family is saying, fear of being judged. What if my clients don't like it? What if I don't sell anything? So you have to do personal development. And then you kind of go into the world of spirituality because that sort of always lends itself. You go down one rabbit hole and it leads to another. Yep. And then the spirituality, for it just expands your business. And like you've said, it tends to expand your bank account with it. So what's been your journey there with your your journey of spirituality and reconnecting back to your intuition and your gifts and and all of that and how did that then manifest in your life and your business i love this question so what comes to mind first is and i feel like this one quote perfectly frames up the journey mm-hmm. my friend and someone who is a longtime mentor james wedmore he said to me that when he first started doing personal development spiritual growth. It was all for the purpose and intention of growing the business. Mm. He's like, and now I grow the business so that I can do more spiritual growth and personal development. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's it. (laughs) And so I think that really perfectly encapsulates the transition and journey that I went on of in the beginning, it was, oh my God, how many books can I read? And what, how much can I learn? Because the more that I learn, the more I'm going to grow because that's what we're told. Right. And so just consuming, I mean, three, four podcasts a day, some days in the early, early, early days, and just trying to cram it all into my brain. And it was all like, okay, this is what's going to help me make money. And and that was, you know, the early goals of like, just wanting to make it, just wanting to have that success. And it's shifted so much away from that really into this very expanded, like the business can be whatever it needs to be, as long as it supports like my happiness and my joy. And I have no interest in hustling. And like my priorities and my values have totally shifted as I've learned many, many difficult lessons over the years. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some, and you, you mentioned intuition. So that's something we can totally talk about as well. Cause there's, oh man, there's, there's so many hilarious moments where I just didn't listen to my intuition and was like, no, nah, I'm going to do the opposite. That never worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> what does that and feel like with, when you have your intuition? Yeah. Sorry, just, I have to pick up on that because when you, you said you had moments where you, you felt your intuition and you didn't listen to it. What does that feel like for you? So I recently learned that as a, on human design, splenic authority, mm. that the way that my intuition comes in and I'm like, oh yeah, this is absolutely true. It's, I just get a very, in, I, I make decisions instantly. I get the hit instantly. Like some people, they need to go through an emotional thing and then make a decision. Some people need a whole moon cycle. For me, some people make it from their gut. No, I just hear it in my head. It's just a very calm yes or no. Mm. Or like, not right now. It's not a no, Mm. but it's not right now. Or it's a yes, but it's not right now. So I get very, very clear messages. And I think in the past, like, let's say, for example, somebody reaches out and says, I want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, ooh, something about this person is just doesn't resonate with me. It's not a values match. I'm just like, ooh, I get like a knot in my stomach. And I'm like, it's a no. It's just obviously a no. Then I, you know, maybe in the early days would rationalize and say, oh, but you know, maybe they're okay. And, you know, they have a similar following. So like, maybe it could be cool to collaborate with them and maybe it's just give them a chance. And 
like it just always would backfire. Um, so yeah, just really learning how to listen to that. And it really started early on when I decided to leave my serving job. I have shared about this. I don't, I haven't never really talked about this anymore because it was so <laughs> early on, but you know, this kind of cycle of change. And I think your, your audience may resonate with this, but you, you get that intuitive hit or you get that confirmation. Okay. This is what I need to do. I go through that phase of, okay, I feel uncomfortable in my current setting or around these people or in this job. And then that discomfort sort of becomes maybe frustration. And then it builds to the point where you hit a threshold. Mm. And then there's the, the, you get to the point of the threshold and then there's an opening. The door opens and you get to walk through and say, this was my moment. I quit. (laughs) I'm leaving. We're done. I'm breaking up with you. I don't want you in my life anymore. I'm starting, you know, the, the journey to better health and wellness tomorrow, like whatever that threshold is. But for so many of us, we hit the threshold, we have a meltdown. And then the next day we wake up and we just start over, mm. right? We like a, let a little steam off and then it resets. And we, mm. because we don't pull the trigger, we don't make the decision. And so I spent eight years working in a restaurant all like alongside my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey and going through college and everything. And it wasn't until 2014 when I was there on Easter and I was really frustrated that I had to leave my family and come into a restaurant and serve other people. And on top of that, I got stationed in the bar and I said to the manager, Hey, I've got no tables. Like, can I go home early? And he said, if you have nothing to do, you can go and scrub the base of the bar. (sighs) I thought he was joking. Like the base of the bar, that's, not in my job description. And also why would we be doing that in the middle of a shift on Easter? That makes no sense. Now, then really nobody's going to sit in here. And when I say the base of the bar, I'm talking about the part where people put their feet that no one can see that no one's looking at. And I literally thought he was joking. He said, I'm not joking. And I just remember sitting there with my arms crossed, lump in my throat. I was like holding back tears and because I was mad, I was just so frustrated because I had been so beaten down at that job and disrespected so many times and unappreciated because I worked so many holidays. And mm. like, seriously, seriously, there is not a single person here. And I remember I went in the bathroom, I cried and I was like, that's it. I am done. And when I came back out, there was like all the like 15 and 16 year old hosts on their hands and knees with gloves up to their elbows, scrubbing the base of the bar. So then the whole bar smelled like Clorox. So of course I got no tables. Nobody sat in there. It was the most stupid, bizarre thing (sighs) ever. But I put in my two weeks and I was out and I was done. And I was like, I am never freaking looking back. And everyone thought I was crazy, but I was like, I am going to build a six-figure business online. And they're like, doing what? I'm like, great question. (laughs) I've been doing network marketing for a few years, but I'm like, I'm going to build my own courses and they're like, in what expertise? I'm like, oh, I'll figure that out. <laughs> so I spent another year and a half in network marketing, like really like going all in and, and understanding business and, and really learning how to build that model and just build a business, a course business and all the stuff behind the scenes. And, and that was really what allowed me to, to make my bigger transition into more along the lines of what I do now. But yeah, man, you just, when you get those messages, however they come through for you, it's like, listen. Just listen. And I think like, I'd love to say, okay, so you started online courses and it was happily ever after and it was easy and you went to six figures and seven figures and it was so easy and there's been no like deaths in the middle of all of that. So in your entrepreneurial journey, 
<clears throat> what's the cycles been like there? Do you still find you have those moments of like, oh, this is wrong or I need to do something different. I need to like burn it to the ground again. How, how do you sort of trust that now that you've spent so long building this business? Has there still been cycles of expansion and contraction for you? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So when I, and I'll give you examples. Like when I left network marketing, I was terrified. I didn't know what I was doing. It felt like I was, you know, burning everything to the ground and leaving everything behind. And oh my God, I spent all these years pouring into this. Why am I starting over? This is so silly. I should just do that and, you know, do the logical thing. But I just was, again, I had gotten the message a gazillion times over. It's time to leave. It's time to leave. It's time to leave. And I kept white knuckling and just holding for dear life onto the thing Mm. that I had built because I was so scared to start over. And I actually had very, very quick success when I actually fully went all in because Facebook live came out Mm. and I started going live every day. And I just, it was, it was timing, right? Like I hit that early wave in 2016 with Facebook live where most people were terrified of video at that time. Nobody knew how to put themselves out there, certainly not live. And I had, you know, years and years of live theater background. So I was having my moment. (laughs) I was like, I got this. I could do this all day. So I just started going live every single day or like three or four times a week. And my audience exploded because that's where all of the attention was. Like, would that happen today? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But it was just the perfect universal alignment of timing and experience and skill set all coming together in this like perfect moment. And I was like on top of the world, I ended up, you know, partnering with someone else, which did not turn, I mean, there's lessons in everything. Yeah, um, We had very fast success, started having six figure launches out the gate. We're, you know, working together for a year and a half, almost two years, you know, pacing a million dollars in, in sales and everyone's like, oh, I want a business partner. I want to do this. But things were absolutely falling apart behind the scenes. Our visions were not aligning. Mm-hmm. We had similar-ish values, but like never thought to have that conversation about what's most important to you. Mm-hmm. And for me, customer support and quality content and curriculum refinement, <laughs> and like these are the things that were most important to me. And listen, for her, it was sales and money. And that's not a bad thing as a business Mm. owner. She certainly helped to drive sales. But when there would be certain questions about, well, this person has this question or they have want this refund or whatever, it was like, absolutely not. Like it wasn't Mm. even a discussion. I'm like, well, I think we should really reflect on this feedback because Mm -hmm. this is important so we can improve. So there was a lot of things crumbling behind the scenes, many communication breakdowns and, um, Full transparency, we ended up, it was not a good situation. We ended up um, canceling a launch, mid-launch, and refunding $200,000, which was so fucking stupid. Um, (laughs) Was not my decision. And a lot of things kind of were done without my permission, which was not the best, um, which, you know, I, I was just going through this, like, oh my God, my entire world is crumbling. I have this massive business, all these clients, and people were pissed. Mm. understandably. I mean, people Mm. had cashed in, like this one was like, Oh, I cashed in my husband's second 401k to like pay for this course. I've been waiting for this. And Mm. then we're like, just kidding. It's canceled. And like, I did, I did not sign off on the uh, email that got sent out to everybody to let them know. It was like very, 
clinical, Mm -hmm. very corporate. And I was like, whoa, this is not a valid explanation. Like this is not okay. Mm. And so I was kind of behind the scenes with a team member picking up the pieces of that and just, you know, dismantling that business. And that was awful. And I was like, what do I do now? And I really felt so much shame. And it really took me like a year to process that whole experience of, you know, the, the toxicity that I internalized from that experience and to really recognize like, okay, yeah, you, you, you maybe didn't make the best decisions or, you know, vet certain things in the best way, but I really needed to learn how to stop beating myself up so that I could actually, and like stop holding that over my own head that I was like somehow undeserving because I had, you know, not made the best decisions. And I was like, Oh, now I can't trust myself. And it's like, no, no, no. But you learned all these lessons. So there were definitely some like big moments. That was definitely the worst one, but it was Mm. very humbling. And I will say too, just last thing to add to that. At that time, I think I felt like I was on top of the world and like had quote unquote made it like whatever the hell that means. It was like, Mm -hmm. look, I have this like proof financially that like I'm finally like worth listening to or respecting or whatever Mm -hmm. I thought at that time. And then that was gone overnight. And I had to wrestle with this identity that, you know, all this imposter syndrome, like, wait, people look up to me. They, you know, I got into this high level mastermind. I'm like with the best in the industry. And I'm like, oh my God, like I don't belong here. Mm. I don't have a business anymore. Yeah. Did all of the things that I did with that business partner not count because it no longer exists. And so I went on this journey of like really deep personal growth and just like figuring out like, who am I by myself? What do I really want to create? What do I really stand for? What lights me on fire? How do I want to run this business? And I, you know, and it it completely changed everything that I, (laughs) that I believed about myself and about business in, in a really difficult, but really beautiful way. Oh, do you know what's coming through is like, you're such a great living example of, like you were saying, everything aligned magically for you where your acting experience combined with like that, what was happening online and all of that, it seems to be like more evidence that you're always exactly where you need to be. And you just had all of this life experience and interests and passions and, you know, formal study and non-formal study that's given you exactly what you needed to be where you are today. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's worth pointing that out to people who are like, oh, I can't, I can't start again. I'm scared. I'm going to get it wrong. I've already wasted so much time in this career or I've already la 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 la. You could have easily gone down that path, but it's all come with you and it's Mm -hmm. created everything you ever needed. And so that is really beautiful just to see and to see how it's all kind of brought you where you needed to be. And you sort of said, your beliefs about business are so different now because it used to be very much tied to money or how much your launches were. And I know that there's such a, it's so easy to do that when you've got an online business, you can put all your worth into how much your launch did or how many followers you have. And that I I assume when it's all taken away is very, very hurtful and painful. So Mm -hmm. what out of where, where you're at now where are you at with your beliefs about life and business now? Like back then it was like you, like you were saying all about the numbers and the followers. And also like, 
I had this compulsion that I was like, oh, I have to respond to any question that lands in our Facebook group within an hour. Like I have to be there because I just wanted to like support them to the nth degree, but I was disempowering them by not giving them any time to actually think about it themselves. And nowadays yeah. it's like, I'm going to give you a couple, I'm going to give you a little time. And then they find the answer themselves. Right. So I was like micromanaging that and really just working so many hours. And mm-hmm. now I'm just, I spent so many years behind a computer pouring everything that I had into other people. And now I really like my beliefs that have changed is like, I can't do any of that. Cause I totally burn myself out that I am useless <laughs> if I don't pour into myself first, which is kind of like, you know, got to pour how was fill is filled as your cup. Right. But it's true. And, you know, for me, I think that really shifted the way that I, my relationship with work in the early days, my fiance would be like, okay, like put down your phone or dinner or like he would come over to my computer and be like, the office is now closed. <laughs> be, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just have to do this other thing. And I yeah. would just like work until like late into the, into the evening. And like, <laughs> now I'm like, I don't want to work. <laughs> I want to be outside in the grass. <laughs> I want to go play with a drum and sing. So I think I just have sort of reprioritized what actually brings me joy by letting go of the need to impress other people, the need to like get significance out of my clients' whims. And I I have a much healthier relationship with work, but I also feel like that's an industry thing. In the early days, there was such a big movement of hustle mentality, wake up at 5 a.m., get it done, no excuses. Like, and I used to post that kind of crap, even as a health coach, like, everyone has seen 24 hours in a day. Like, uh-huh. no, nah, that's not true. <laughs> like a mom of five kids and you, Jen, as like a 20 something, you know, who's living with their parents, you don't have the same responsibilities and the same hours. Hmm. So just, you know, really just seeing a much wider scope of, of the world and business and, and just realizing that it, there's so much more life. Oh, such a breath of fresh air. And and as you stabilized that belief, I'm sure you do all the subconscious reprogramming and I know oh, that you're yeah. big on that. So you've obviously done the work to stabilize this new belief that like I can have fun and have joy and sit outside in the grass with my drums and my bank account won't be effect- affected or, you know, the money won't, you know. So what has that been the case for you? Being Having all of this fun and, and prioritizing your joy I know a lot of people would be thinking, oh my God, but how am I going to make money? And my business is going to go backwards. And like, if I just played the drum all day, what would happen to my business? Like <laughs> what's been your experience there? So it's not all, all day playing the drum. It's <laughs> not that I don't work at all. I mean, for me, it was really about, okay, how do I build systems on the back end that will actually support what I want to do. And so like, Mm. okay, like, can we really dial in some of these ads for these baby offers? And can we have these funnels working for us? And, you know, it's not a perfect system. It's always changing. The Facebook ads are always changing. Instagram's changing like crazy. So it's not like set it and forget it. But Mm. I think for me, I'm far less concerned about, I feel like a lot of coaches in the early days get very obsessed with, oh, I made 10K this month. So now I have to make at least 11K next month or it's a failure and like Mm. always leveling up. And I'm like, "Mm, I mean, okay, like (laughs) I'm good. 
like yeah. I've been there, done that. And like, I'm, I'm grateful to have success and to have amazing opportunities. And I also do work very intentionally and I do put in late hours occasionally when I need to, like if, mm. when I'm working on maybe like a sales page or something, I love building sales pages, such a weirdo. <laughs> I'm like, no one would take my sales pages from me. <laughs> uh, you know, like I might stay up till like two in the morning and do that. So it's not like I am just floating around in the ocean or the grass or whatever, but it, it's just about finding that that balance for me and actually creating space for that. Cause I literally would not go work out. I would not leave my computer. I would eat lunch at my computer and be, you know, 10, 15 hours in the early, like those, those days where I was having all this outside success and everyone's saying, Oh my gosh, I want to be like, you. I'm like, no, like mm. this is not, not working. And as a projector human design, especially like that doesn't work. Like we're not supposed to be doing all the time. Like rest is a very important part of that. So I've really been leaning more into that in more recent years and Mm -hmm. just, uh, just creating space for joy and rest and just actually even saying like, what do I want? Like, what do I, what would it, what would fun be? Because I feel like I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who they don't have hobbies because they just end up turning all their hobbies into other businesses. Mm. (laughs) They're like, oh, I'm going to knit. Okay. I should make a reel about how I knit and post that for my, like, but what is just for you? Yeah. What is just for you? Hmm. Oh, I could speak to you for hours. I love your brain. I love your story. I love your soul. Your energy is just so warm and so kind. And so I can't thank you enough for having this conversation today. And I have one last question that I'd like to ask as we wrap up. And that is for a little younger version of Jen Casey, uh, a version of Jen Casey on her most difficult day, on her hardest day. What would be the message you have for little Jen Casey? I love this question. I'd say, little Jen Casey, this day does not define you. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I could cry. There's multiple times in this where I'm like goosebumps all over my arms. I've got my arms, hairs sticking up. So (laughs) thank you so much for that. I honestly just, yeah, I love what you do. And it's, it's, I know that the listeners are going to absolutely love this. Where can they find you to find more of your amazing or everything that you do? (laughs) So you can find me uh, over on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most at Hey Jen Casey, but I'm Hey Jen Casey everywhere. Um, That's my website as well. And then the CEO Psyche podcast. Which is amazing, guys. I've been listening to it all morning. I loved especially your guys go and listen to the, you were talking about your spiritual, your spiritual journey in the last couple and it's bloody amazing. So guys go have a listen. After you've listened to this, go over to Jen's podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. (laughs) 